We're breaking down NFL free agency and getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, good friend of the show, it is Mark Moses, host of the Mark Moses Show on Sports Radio 1560, The Fan, down in Florida. Mark, it is great to chat with you. Hope you're doing well here on a Tuesday, my man. Hey, Anthony. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing just fine. Well, Mark, I got to say, I really appreciate you letting me come on your show throughout the football season, especially through the postseason, and letting me celebrate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the reason why I say this is because I almost was go- I was about to see what you were going to experience because Jameis Winston might have became a Chicago Bear starting quarterback. Your thoughts on Winston almost going to the Bears? All right, so I don't understand. So Drew Brees retires. Which, okay, I understand. He had a great NFL career after 20 years. 15 with New Orleans. Then, like, 20 minutes later, the Saints announced that Taysom Hill signed some four-year, $140 million deal. But then every year is voidable. And then today, Winston re-signs also with the Saints. But then it's some weird, like, okay, it's incentive-based as well. I Okay? So what you're trying to tell me is the Buccaneers are going to win the division again. That's what I take from these Saints moves. Well, we haven't won the division yet, Mark. We might be able to win the division this year, considering all things. Now that the New Orleans and who knows what's going to happen with Atlanta and Carolina is still pushing uh, for Deshaun Watson. But just your thoughts on the fact that Tampa Bay was able to get a lot of its core pieces back and under uh, the salary cap. All right, wait. I didn't even answer your first question. Where the Bears... You know this. They just want to drive me crazy. They're not going to sign anyone. They're not going to trade for anyone. And maybe it'll just be Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky again. It'll just be the same nonsense. Like there's 31 teams and then there's my team when it comes to this. Now, what was your next question? Now I'm in pain. I forgot what you just asked me. <laughs> uh, Mark, give me your thoughts on the fact that Tampa Bay was able to bring everybody back. Oh, that's Tom Brady. That's all Tom Brady. I told you this on Friday on my show. Uh, Jason Light should kiss Tom Brady's feet every chance he can. Now, now, I will give credit to the front office for the moves that they're making now. They're finding ways to make sure the band gets back together. And Brady, remember, he changed his money and then signed the extension to troll New England. And you got Levante David coming back. And Gronk's going to come back. And Shaq Barrett, that was... That was a huge move yesterday, getting him signed again. He, he was a big part of that defense. So the moves today, moving forward, have to be, can you get Indomitian Sue to come back? And I was listening to another show saying Sue wants to just structure his own contract and not even use an agent. And maybe he comes back on the cheap. Maybe he does. Or you let him walk, and then you get someone in, in the NFL draft. And then what about Antonio Brown? Does he come back on the cheap? That's the question. But Brady, man, you talk about a guy that's transformed that organization. And I've told you this before. I think Brady goes to the Hall of Fame just for the last 12 months. <laughs> I, it's, it's amazing. He raised them from the dead. I'm sorry to tell you that, Anthony. I know you're the champs now. He, he literally, like a phoenix, got them from the dead. And now, and I'm sorry, the Lombardi Trophy goes through Tampa Bay now. You're the champs, and if you want to win it, you got to go to Tampa and take it from Tom Brady. 
What do you think this means is we've just also seen New England spend a ton of money. And so do you think this has anything to do with the fact that Brady did what he did and it proved Brady's point to Bill Belichick? You need weapons for us to be successful. I don't understand. Why didn't they do this with Tom Brady last offseason where you make a commitment like, hey, if you take a, a cut, we will get you weapons this time. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. What are you doing now? And now you're bringing back Cam Newton? Why? He didn't work there. I know they went 7-9, to nine, but that's off Belichick. He can get you to seven wins. I do like some of the moves they made, but they're missing something. It's called the GOAT under center. I'm confused by this whole thing, and I'm sorry. He, like, they signed Cam Newton in the morning, and Brady's like, oh, yeah? Well, watch this. I'm going to sign a two-year extension to troll you. It's, it's just so bizarre to me, Anthony. Well, who do you think he trolled more, Cam Newton and Bill Belichick or Drew Brees? Because Drew Brees retires and Tom Brady, at the age of 43, is signing another four-year extension. Well, Drew Brees is a normal, mortal human being, and Brady's not. So what are you going to do? I think it's the Patriots. It's all to go against New England, all of this. It's all to mess with them, because how can you let me walk out the door? You're going to let me walk? Well, I'm going to go win the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right. The team that Anthony Knockreiner roots for. I'll win with them. That's right. <laughs> Mark, uh, looking at uh, looking at what's been going on, obviously, with quarterbacks here, and it's interesting because, obviously, that brings into question, and a theory I've been thinking about, is the fact that Tom Brady sh- signed a shorter deal here, obviously, because of age, but at the same time, to allow a team to still add pieces around a franchise quarterback, what do you think about maybe quarterbacks need to look at maybe some shorter deals Maybe, yes, you get some of that guaranteed money, but allows teams to help get help, especially like a Russell Wilson in the case. Because it was interesting how much the cap figures. Russell Wilson takes up 17.5% of the Seahawks cap. You look at Aaron Rodgers for the Packers, he takes up nearly 20%. And I still couldn't believe this. Matt Ryan takes up 22% of the Atlanta Falcons cap. That's, that's a great question because it goes both ways. Like I'm all for the players to get paid. They should get paid. But in the same time, you got to get people around you as well. I, the thing with Tom Brady is he's doing everything. Money will never be a problem for him. So he can now make these pay cut decisions. But look, look, Anthony, if someone called you up and said, hey, we're going to pay you $30 million a year to do your show, are you going to go, no, just give me $2 million and help others? There's got to be a balance here. I, I can't turn down the money. I can't, Anthony. I'm sorry I have to answer that way. But... <laughs> I feel like with the salary cap, I think quarterback is so important. I think you should pay your QB and it shouldn't hurt for the rest of the cap. Like, I think it should just be an anomaly on the side and not go towards the rest because it's the most important position in sports. I just, I don't think it should hurt you with the other things you pick up. That's just my opinion. Well, it's interesting because I have heard a theory, you know, allow the quarterbacks to be a percentage of the cap, but doesn't necessarily hurt you. Uh, maybe its own quarterback pool of money and what have you. But at the same time, I, I just don't know. Do you? I think you have to establish for those types of players. I think those quarterbacks have to be established franchise guys in order to get that. Because I don't think you just give that to a rookie or a quarterback on his first contract. Hey, what about this? I feel like it doesn't get as much love because they're not an East Coast team. But don't forget about the Kansas City Chiefs, who played the last two Super Bowls. Uh, You had a thing where uh, the quarterback, Mr. 15, the highest-paid player in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, he restructured his signing bonus to also free up some money 
and help get better offensive linemen. And they did that as well. See, it's funny. If Kansas City, if they played on the East Coast, you'd be hearing about them 24-7. That's what's funny about this when we look at free agency. I feel like I liked what Kansas City did more than I did with some of these other teams. Yeah, but see, that's I still have a real big problem with that because that was kind of the deal with Stephen A. going off about Dame Lillard should be playing for the New York Knicks, and that's why everybody wants Russell Wilson to come to the East Coast and want him to go play for an East Coast team because it just hurts them that the Seattle Seahawks are good and have a franchise quarterback like Russell Wilson. I get what you're talking about here, but that's just, you know, I'm not all for rewarding the East Coast bias. Just That's just me. Hey, just just say it. The Chiefs were the darlings of the NFL and were supposed to be the new dynasty. And you took their heart <laughs> and you ripped it out of their chest, like in Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones, and you showed it to them and then you threw it on the ground. That's what the Buccaneers <laughs> did to the Chiefs. You know this, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, believe me, Patrick Mahomes is still running for his life uh, as uh, Shaq Barrett and JPP still chase him around. Thank, look, you guys re-signed Shaq Barrett. I'll say it one more time. That's a gigantic move. And the fact you found the money, I don't know if, if the money was buried under some like retirement home. I don't know where <laughs> all this money's coming from for Tampa Bay, but it is awesome, man. And you have the draft. And you can make more upgrades. My thing is, I think Leonard Fournette will walk. I think so. I think, I think, he'll, I think he should just go get the big payday. And then you still have Ronald Jones. It's just, And I know this is breaking the record for talking Tampa Bay Buccaneers football on your show, but... They are the champ, man. They are. Well, I was about to say, it's not like, you know, they haven't won anything. They've actually won a Super Bowl, so I don't mind it as much. But at the same time, I would agree with you. I think Leonard Fournette leaves. I think James White might be a guy that comes in. Maybe it's Marlon Mack. Who knows? We'll see what they decide to do. Maybe they go running back in the draft. We'll, we'll see how they play out. But right now, we are joined with Mark Moses, host of the Mark Moses Show on Sports Radio 1560. The fan as we've been breaking down NFL free agency. We now take a look at the NCAA tournament. We'll get Mark's picks for the South region of the NCAA bracket. We'll discuss that next here on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. The NCAA tournament gets on later this weekend as we get ready for the field of 68. The first four gets underway on uh, Thursday night, and then we'll have the first round of the tournament get underway on Friday. Joining me right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline to break it all down, good friend of the show, Mark Moses, host of the Mark Moses Show on Sports Radio 1560, The Fan. Mark, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to give you the field, or I'm going to give you the Zags. You pick one or the other. Who do you like to win the uh, NCAA tournament championship? All right, a better story would be the Zags winning the whole thing because they'd be the first undefeated team since, I think, 76 with Indiana. I'm taking the field, though. I'm, I'm a troll, Anthony. I'm sorry. I just And the Zags have great wins this year where they beat, like, Virginia and Iowa in their non-conference. They really do, but I, I just I feel like I got to see it before I can believe it. I'm going to take the field 
What about you, Anthony? I like the Zags. I'm going to agree with our friend uh, Courtney Mims. Uh, she took the Zags in her bracket yesterday. I'm going to take the Zags as well. They're a team I've seen up here in the Northwest. They're a team I really think have it. And I mean, this is about as the, I think this is the best chance Gonzaga's ever had to be the favorite and to win a championship. That roster is just loaded. Uh, obviously, like you said, you know, one game elimination, anything can happen. And so, but it will take, I think, a really monstrous effort for someone to knock Gonzaga off. And I just don't see it within their bracket until we get to the elite teams within uh, the Final Four. No, I'm correct. You're wrong. <laughs> All right, Mark. Well, let's just start here. We're looking at the South region. We'll start at the top here. Baylor versus Hartford, one versus 16. What do you got? All right, I got Baylor. Come on. All right, we got North Carolina and Wisconsin. Who do you got? Carolina. All right, Villanova and Winthrop. I'll go with the upset, Winthrop. Okay. Then you've got Purdue and North Texas. Purdue. Texas Tech versus Utah State. Uh, uh, Utah State. All right, Utah State. Arkansas versus Colgate. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go with Colgate in the upset. Really? Arkansas, for, for, for once, is actually a good basketball team, did perform well in the SEC tournament, and you're going to go with an upset here. We're both wrong. It doesn't matter. The tournament's too crazy. I got to go with some upsets. I'll go Colgate. <laughs> well, with that, Mark, real quick, and I'll interrupt for just a second here, but you obviously cover a lot of SEC basketball. Very different year. A lot of the main powers, obviously Tennessee was good this year, but Alabama, Arkansas, some of the non-traditional basketball teams that are, are, are at the top in the SEC this year. You are absolutely right from the standpoint of Kentucky didn't even make the tournament. For the first time in a long time, especially such a, a strong run of one and duns, but they were not good. The Gators lost Keontae Johnson, their best player. I know they're in the tournament. We're going to make that pick as well. Look, I'll tell you, the two best teams, and you brought up Tennessee, and you know even Arkansas can really score the basket, but two best teams right now that are playing were in that title game on Sunday where you had LSU and Bama, and I like Bama as a two seed. I really do. I, I think that's about it. I, I love the Big Ten. The ACC is down. You got the Zags and the SEC. I have no idea, but I I like I don't know. I like LSU and Bama. Everyone else, I'm not so sure on. Mark, when you talk about the Big Ten, the SEC, the ACC at this point, who do you have a little bit more confidence? And I know the Big Ten got in the most teams, but we've seen this before, where the Big Ten they beat each other up and then they really falter in the NCAA tournament. Which conference do you have a little more faith in that's actually going to be a strong representative in this tournament? Well, the ACC, I think the highest seed is a four seed, and I think it's Virginia is one of them. They really had a down year. No Duke. We were saying Carolina a second ago. They're inconsistent. Virginia, we're not sure with their COVID issues. I think it's the Big Ten. Look, I'm originally from Big Ten country, and you know they got nine teams in the tournament, two number ones. I, I love Illinois. The way they played down the stretch in the semifinal and the championship game, I like Illinois. I think the Big Ten is the best conference going into this tournament, and I have the most faith in them. All right, there you have it. We're getting back to our picks here. Florida versus Virginia Tech. Who do you got? I think Bot Tech's going to get it done. I do not believe in Florida. The way they played against Tennessee, they just 
I think got Trey Mann who could score 30, and then that's about it, man. I, I think the Hokies are underrated. I think they're going to win this game. Ohio State versus Oral Roberts. All right, it's, it's the Buckeyes. Come on. Buckeyes are winning this game. <laughs> there are some people that think Oral Roberts could hang with Ohio State, though. Oh, you mean your girlfriend, Courtney Mims? I'll remember that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Virginia Tech versus Ohio State in the round of 32. Who do you got? Uh, Buckeyes. Utah State versus Colgate. Ooh, see, this is interesting. I will go with Colgate in the upset to go to the Sweet 16. Wow. All right, we got a Cinderella here. Winthrop versus Purdue. Purdue. Baylor versus North Carolina. And this has got to be, and if this does happen, this has to be one of the best uh, games in the second round. Uh, Baylor. 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 Baylor was better earlier in the year. I know they've had some issues, but I think they turn it on. I don't think the Big 12 is that great. I, I know people will argue with me on that, but I think Baylor moves on and beats the Tar Heels. All right. We're down to the Sweet 16 portion of the South Bracket. Baylor versus Purdue. Who do you got? Baylor. Colgate versus Ohio State. Buckeyes. All right. And then we got the Elite Eight, the semifinal for the South, or the championship matchup within the South region. Who do you like to win, Baylor or Ohio State? I will take Baylor to get to the Final Four. All right, so going shock with a one seed to get there. Fair enough. Baylor uh, it would represent the South, according to Mark Moses. Mark, let me just get your thoughts on this as we finish up here, because obviously this time last year, we weren't even talking about the NCAA tournament. We were just trying to figure out what was going on as the pandemic had just beginning underway in this country. So the fact that I know we're not through the pandemic, but the fact that we are going to have the NCAA tournament, even though all the games are going to be in Indianapolis, uh, just seeing the NCAA tournament come back. It's awesome. It really is. I'm excited we're going to have the tournament. I just, let's just get all these games in, man. That, that's the key here. Can we get all these games in and can we crown a champion? That's what I want to see. That's how I felt with the college football season and the NFL, NBA, NHL. This is how I really feel. Let's crown a champion. Let's get to this pandemic. And then next year, let, let's get back to normal sports. That's what I want to see happen. I really do. I got my vaccine last week, and uh, next I want a PlayStation 5. There's many things I need to accomplish the rest of the year. All right, Anthony, for 2021. So let's get it going, buddy. I think one of the things that you need to add on that list, though, is that you need to go see Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform uh, on a Sunday ne uh, this upcoming fall, or at least before he leaves Tampa Bay. That needs to be on your bucket list. If they have full-capacity crowds, don't you think every game will be sold out? And then, like, you're going to have to go on a scalper site and overpay for tickets. I think that's what's going to happen, right? Probably. I imagine so, because, like I said, I mean, the season tickets when Brady did sign, they were already yeah. through the roof last year. And obviously, we know that they did, couldn't have full capacity. So if they do, yeah, and which will be great again to see a just sea of red and pewter within Raymond James Stadium. <laughs> I can't. I, I know, and I, I can't stress this enough. I'm seeing all these free agency moves, and I'm like, yeah, that's cute. Tom Brady's a buccaneer right now. That's how, every move, that's how I feel, Anthony. And I know you feel the same way. 
Most definitely. I'm glad I've got number 12 under center or in shotgun for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm glad I've got Mark Moses joining us here on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, host of the Mark Moses Show on Sports Radio 1560, The Fan. You can check him out on Twitter at the Mark Moses Show. Mark, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight. You have a great rest of your night, my man. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yes, and I went with this as a walk-off for the first time since 1996. A Chicago White Sox player is on the cover of a video game. It's finally happened. A solar eclipse in the world of sports and video games. My very own Tim Anderson is on the cover of RBI Baseball 2021. I'm very proud of this moment. Thank you, Anthony.